Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. <laughs> What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Rift Up Center Podcast. Once again, I'm Josh Shodoff. As always, welcome by the one and only man of the hour, too sweet to be sour, Angel Ortega. We got a lot of stuff to talk about this week. UC 291, Terrence Crawford, Errol Spence, Bellish, Rising, UC Nashville, Jake Paul, Nate Diaz, KSI, Tommy Fury. Oh my god, so much more. But guys, as always, we're brought to you by two fantastic parts of the show, Rogue Energy and Elixir. RogueEnergy.com, code SOUNDOFF at checkout for 10% off. Rogue Energy... Keeps me fueled up, keeps me going through my day. No matter what, I'm at the gym, I'm working at home. No matter what, they get me to the finish line. And they can help you get there with code sound off at checkout for 10% off. Meanwhile, elixir.com, the exact opposite. HHE Delta A Delta 9. Code sound off for 10% off. Really like to unwind at the end of the day with a nice, with a nice gummy or a nice. And you can go ahead and get uh, 10% off for both Rogue Energy and Elixir. Once again, code sound off. 10% off. Last Saturday night from the Delta Center in Salt Lake City, Utah, Angel, the BMF title online, the rematch for BMF Gold. In the end, Justin Gaethje gets a stunning head kick knockout win a minute inside the second round. Came out of nowhere, a competitive first round, but he just ends it out of nowhere in the second. And I don't think anybody saw that coming, man. Um, Huge win. Evens the series at 1-1 now. What'd you think? Holy fuck. What an ending to a insane night. And then it led into technically the following day, too, uh, mm. of just combat. It was so overwhelming. Uh, fuck it. I, we were kind of talking about it earlier. It was almost impossible to keep up with. I had two screens up. I, I really wish I had a second monitor, but I don't. I'm definitely investing into one soon. I've been wanting to get another one for a while now. But look, one one thing that I did say, and it kind of just to get right into it, I'm like, look, it's not to say that Dustin isn't deserving of the title. Granted, the title doesn't mean a lot, right? There's not too much to it. Outside of just kind of a... Uh, it's just how we're... Like, not like a championship title, but a nice like title to have. Like a rank almost. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, And Look, not to say Dustin isn't a, a BMF himself, but I'm like, let's be really honest. Like, if we had to say who was more of a BMF than the other, in in a sense, right, to an extent, I mean, it has to be Justin Gaethje, right? You know, it kind of makes sense now. I'm like, to, if you really think of that term and what we wanted to be, I'm like, dude, that's that's Justin Gaethje. That's the Rolling Thunder kicks. That's the guy who's fucking coming continuously forward at will, you know, throwing bombs and is the I mean he is the human highlight, real you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean that 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 is literally what we call him. You know there is no boring Justin Gaethje fight. I have never seen a boring Justin Gaethje fight in my lifetime, ever. Go you could go back and watch his first ever fight, his debut, which I think was against Kevin Crew. Funny enough, mm-hmm. uh, I think he popped up on my Twitter feed. There has this man has not had a single boring fight. He brings excitement every time. He is the BMF. He is the baddest motherfucker because you know he's gonna lay it out on the line, even if it is his own demise. Granted, nowadays he's found ways to not do that. And Dustin, look, he's a bad motherfucker in his own. But but I'm like, dude, it, it kind of makes sense. It kind of went this way. Mm-hmm. And Ju- and I'm like, dude, Justin's evolution as a fighter, we've been seeing it. And then him taking 
that to see fighting fighting a prospect and and kind of now where we're at, I'm like, look, maybe in a way, Justin Gaethje grew up, you know, as a fighter, evolved as a fighter, and is is now here, you know, like they're they're this is why he won this fight, you know. Um, kind of kind of sad for Dustin. There's a lot coming out of this, but I'll let you talk about Justin's performance and kind of your thoughts, and I think we can rally back to Dustin because there was a lot of things that came out mm-hmm. afterwards about each guy, and no, it's definitely not the end about Justin because obviously there's a conversation about what's next for him, but I kind of wanted to, like, give you the floor, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, so uh, just to go ahead and uh, say straight off the bat, very shocking win. I mean, um, I don't know about you, but I said, like, um, on Twitter, I was like, I don't even know what to say. Like, I was just, I was almost exhausted, you know what I mean? I I think uh, you my live reaction. Now I try to, like, like, hold my face, my facial expression, and I'll grab my phone real quick and take a picture of it, because that was the picture I sent you, was literally my facial expression. Yeah. I've done it twice now for you. I forgot what the other one was. I think yeah. it's, uh, it might have been when Izzy knocked out Bahia. I don't I know. Think it was, so. it might, I can't remember. I've done it like two or three times now, but None, nonetheless, <laughs> yeah, nonetheless, it was it was pretty funny. But yeah, I mean, I was just exhausted, dude. I mean, I was just like, damn, like of all the ways to go, I did not see it coming like that. But like you're gonna mention, like obviously Justin has had a massive evolution as a fighter. And Dustin Poirier said fight we like, hey, don't try and get technical with me. Like, you're not going to win that game. And, well, he did. Um, <laughs> now, granted, I mean, Dust, Justin, excuse me. I Dustin, know, right? Dustin, God damn it. <laughs> I know, dude. I know. Dustin got the hand up to block the kick, but it, it didn't even matter. I mean, just picture perfect. Picture perfect strike, man. Um, and, honestly, I mean, now we're kind of now we're kind of in a weird spot because, I mean, Justin, he said that um, he wants the winner. Islam Makhachev versus Charles Oliveira. I honestly am very intrigued to see how that fight would go, um, purely because obviously we know how it went with Habib. But even then, I mean, and he's and, already and he's already lost to Charles. Yeah, and he's already lost to Charles. And, and, and like I am, I'm kind of intrigued to see how that. Let me be clear: the Makhachev fight uh, would go because I think it'd be interesting, especially considering we can literally just compare, you know, Habib versus uh Fuck okay, it, performance versus him. Whenever that fight does happen, potentially. But even then, um, to kind of rally back to Dustin, because uh, we'll talk about Justin's big call-out and potential fight in a minute. Um, Dustin coming off, I mean, he said, essentially, that he's kind of in that phase of his career where he's done fighting the up-and-coming guys. He's 34 now. He's held the he's held the gold. He's fought for the undisputed gold on many occasions. Um, he was very kind of... I don't want to say, like, he felt content, and he's he never said anything about retirement, but did you almost get a retirement feel from Dustin Poirier on Saturday night? Yeah, I mean, I, I certainly don't think it's over because it, it, the the way he was talking, it didn't feel like he was leading that way, but it just seemed like fighting for his position in the rankings isn't as of importance as it once was. And... uh I mean, shit, I don't blame him, right? I mean, there's a lot of these dogs coming up. These kids have this different level of hunger, right? And look, he, uh, in, in a way, he doesn't have a lot of things to answer. I mean, he showed how he is. He, he's, he's done it all, right? He's fought random titles. He's fought for the title. Didn't get the title. He's fought at two different weight classes. Has had a incredibly long career in the UFC. Uh, he's established himself at the one of the best dude at 155. Sadly, ne- like I said, ne- never captured the title, and I don't think ever will. Uh, anymore, just because of the timeline he's on and uh, kind of the way he's talking. But I was a little frustrated, not going to lie, because it's like, okay, well, if you don't want to fight contenders, 
which is really your only other choice. And I get you have a name, you have some relevance. I mean, yeah, there's some fights out there, but like really for me, the only three fights that I'm interested in, Josh, are Conor McGregor quadrilogy, a trilogy with Justin Gaethje, which I think is at this point more desirable than a Conor fight for me, and a Colby Covington 170 uh, fight or maybe 165. Mm-hmm. Just putting it out yeah. there, just just for interest, you know. Yeah, I think those are realistically you're not you're not far off. Like I'm sure, like maybe, like I think uh, I think Nate's gonna come back to the UFC. I think Nate Diaz is gonna come back. I think probably after this boxing match, um, he because he's talked about it a lot, like about how like he kind of he's kind of been like, yeah, you know what? Kind of all those times I asked for money in the UFC, like I, I didn't really need it. I knew I was asking for a bit much, but. I just knew my worth, you know, and he kind of talked like, you know, I fully intend to go back. I just needed to step out for a minute. So I, I think a potential Dustin Poirier in a DS fight is possible. And like the other ones you mentioned, like the quadrilogy with Connor and uh, trilogy with Gaethje, I don't think Covington is going to happen. I don't think you're going to get I mean, maybe like, it's like a grudge match, like a year or two down the line. But I don't think. I mean, I don't know what's Colby going to do if he loses to Leon, you know what I mean? Like, he would have failed capturing the title three times, you know what I mean? Like, you just... Well, that's why he called out Dustin previously. I mean, it's that's, that's a that's a good style matchup for him, and he doesn't have to fight an actual contender, so, I mean, there you go. Yeah, um, I just, I don't know. I mean, that's another big one, right? Like, where is Colby coming to his career if he doesn't beat Leon Edwards, right? Uh, granted, though, that's another conversation for another another day, right? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but, I mean, for, for to kind of redirect, because now we got to go back to Gaethje. Because we kind of, Gaethje, like I mentioned, you call out Makachev and Oliveira, but, I mean, the division's already, I mean, backed up. I mean, you got a potential, what, like, for example, like, do you think they're going to give a, a Gaethje shot of, of Volkanovski? Yeah, I, I kind of doubt it. You know what I mean? Uh, but also, that depends on how his, how things are going at 145 and so on and so forth. I don't know. That, that That's a weird one, right? Like, I'm like, yeah. you got Justin Gaethje, you got Volk, which way do you go? Obviously, I know which way I would want to go. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know as far as the UFC and the numbers they got, which way they would want to go. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think mean, this is the other big thing, and I don't know. I mean, maybe a lot of casual, a lot of casual fans will compare like a Justin Gaethje Islam Makhachev fight if it were to happen to a Habib matchup. You know, like that would they'd be like, oh, not interesting. Is it probably go the same way? You know, they they're related or whatever. Or they they know each other, right? Uh, I mean, maybe that maybe that's one. But if and it, I mean, if Charles wins, I. I'm not gonna lie, that doesn't really interest me either, and it's nothing in Justin, but I just, I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I just, I think he could win that. I think he, look, he has as good chances anybody, but I don't know if Charles beat Islam, man. I mean, that fuck, dude. I, don't, I definitely don't know if I'm picking Justin Gaethje to rematch. Actually, never mind, because that would mean that would mean Charles would have to beat Islam. So, yeah, no, I mean, at that point, I don't, I don't know. I think I, at that point, I would actually rather see Volk take a crack at Charles. Yeah, I mean, look, man. I mean, I don't. I've been very kind of upfront about my my thoughts on like I I think it'd be interesting to see a Makachev um, Gaethje fight just for the for the curiosity of comparing how Habib would do versus Makachev but I, I don't think it'd be very competitive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I think like how many times are we gonna? I understand Gaethje is like super like entertaining. I'm very well aware of that. But like, how many how many are we just gonna keep on giving him top shots after every one or two wins instead of? Because I understand yeah. like he he finally fought an up and coming guy against Hafei Alpha Z, but like. My only one that remembers, like, he, he fucking, like, he beat, uh, what was it? He beat Chandler, and he had a meltdown. He was like, if I don't get a title shot, I'm, I'm done fighting. I'm going to retire. And, like, he, he threatened to do the same thing if he didn't fight for the vacant title after Habib retired. Like, I understand the gate's super important, super, like, important and super uh, entertaining. But, like, I mean, he's already had, like, what, 
two title shots in the span of about three years. Both of them went and and look, we haven't had a, we haven't had a guy break through. Like I think it was Benil and, and and Gamera were those two guys, and they didn't. You know, yeah. Benil ended up fighting Gamera. Gamera ended up losing. Benil ended up losing to Charles. And obviously, uh, but not, yeah. Gamera ended up getting a decision over. Sorry, you could so that slowed down. That slowed down dead. That is well down. Holy hell, can't speak. But yeah, I mean, there's other been other things that contributed to it as well. You know, it's not necessarily also that. And also, we found out on uh, after the fights that Dustin said he got offered Benil Dariush instead of that was he got that fight offered I think before Charles or he was offered that fight like that was supposed to be him and he said no to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, look, man, I just think I mean, whenever we come comes down to it, I think I prefer a Volkanovski fight. I think Justin Gaethje going out there and giving him. You know, Charles Oliveira, who's either who's already destroyed him once, Wait, or Makachev. I just had an idea that just went through my head that I haven't heard anybody say. Yeah. How would you feel about Justin Gaethje, Alexander Volkanovsky at 155? I would watch it. I don't think it makes much sense, but I would watch it. But look, I mean, Volk's coming off a loss. Gaethje's lost to one of the guys in the championship fight. Volk kind of needs another fight at 155, and maybe you don't want to give him the straight title shot against the guy who he lost to, who is the current champ, maybe still at the time. I, mean, I don't know. There's there's just a little something there. Maybe you can build a story behind it. I don't know, but yeah. I was like, I mean, it was a, it was an idea that I didn't hear anybody throw out there, and I was like, maybe I'm, I don't know, just putting it out there into the universe. I mean, he has some interest. I don't know, but I, I I'd be down for it. I'd be DTF, you know. I'd also be DTF. I'd be down to fight on that one, but I, I just. It just timing wise, I don't know if it'd make much. I just don't think it makes much. Well, yeah, timing wise, no. I mean, that's another thing. But like, look, in general, though, like, it's a pretty yeah. interesting matchup. Yeah. Anyway, I also, we're just yeah. curious to see Volk against other 155ers. You know, I'd... yeah, yeah. I mean, it is a. Uh, yeah, I'm intrigued to see um, what happens moving forward. But we should go ahead and say Gaethje's been going back and forth with Conor McGregor of all people. Uh, on fight night, Conor called him out, and Conor's called out Gaethje like routinely over the years. I, he must think it's a good style matchup for him because he's he's talked about it and and called him out many times but um nonetheless you call him out again on saturday gagey at first said i'm not fighting a guy on steroids but then on twitter he's kind of like you know what sign the contract let's do it i mean is that a potential fight obviously the michael chandler is just he's just you know driving around in his car just weeping asking I mean, for directions to my to conrader's house but you know yeah that's that's uh, yeah no, i mean look i think it'd be interesting I thought it was good at one point. I, I mean, I do. I think the thing is, I I rather see Connor fight Chandler now, at this point in time, than uh, than Justin. I think mean, I think you'd still find Justin down the line. Yeah. Um, I th- I think a, a Justin Connor fight could be fun, but I don't. That's not going to happen. I mean, um, yeah, man, that's that's not going to happen. I think I as much as I I just I mean. I would love that fight. I feel I feel really bad if they took away that uh, that fucking fight from Michael Chandler, dude. I don't know how you feel about it, but everybody's saying it, and everybody kind of knows it because I saw I even saw Nate talking about it, Nate Diaz, and he was like, "It's just like the BMF belt." You know what I mean? They had nothing to entertain anybody. Like I, like I saw Nate put it. Really well. I was like, "Have they signed somebody who's like on a media call?" Which I was on for yesterday for um, Paul Diaz, and he was talking about. It. He's like. Somebody asked him, he's like, have they signed a fight? And he's like, well, no. He's like, well, not happening then. <laughs> he's like, they just like they just wanted to put Connor on TV, and they needed something entertaining. So uh, there you go. I so, mean, yeah, I don't think that fight will happen with Connor Chandler. I'll feel bad if it doesn't, but shit, I mean. I mean, they, they, they should yeah. still try to get it. I mean, I am very disappointed it isn't happening 
probably this year at this point. Yeah. But fuck, dude. I mean, I, they need to do, I hope they do it at some point, especially with Connor's epic comeback on, on tough, which we'll get back to later. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, hey, I mean, I think we should go ahead and, uh, move on because in the coming, uh, Alex Bahia moves up to light heavyweight. And dude, I mean, he is like, Alex Bahia is speed running a UFC Hall of Fame run. I mean, he, By the he way, came this, in in like late 2011, not 2011, Jesus Christ, late 2021. He rattled off a couple of wins. He won the title, had an incredible rival with Izzy, moves up and beats a former champion of light heavyweight. And now he's going to fight for the title in his next fight against, you know, who knows. But I mean, he beat Jan by split decision. It was a little bit contentious. What did you, uh, what did you think about the scorecards, man? I mean, look, I had the same scorecard that was a winning scorecard, so I didn't have a big issue with it. There was obviously a lot of controversy on the night of. But you know something, though? I went to the media scoring on MMA, was it MMA decisions? It, yeah. And uh, the, all the media had it for Pahaya, so I kind of felt kind of comfortable. But then I went to Twitter, and then the fan voting, and then that's where the split began. Uh, kind of talk a little bit about Pahaya himself, man. Dude, is this the most interesting or cool MMA career we've seen out of anybody? Like, is there anybody comparable? You know, obviously Brock, because of his, like, his whole career as a whole, as a, as a, as an individual, right? Yeah. But I'm talking, like, strictly MMA. Like, who else has had something, like, just as interesting? Maybe, like... You know what? Fuck me, dude. That's a good comparison I didn't think about. That's actually, like, a really good comparison. Um, That a lot, like, I've never even... You know, but, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, what other guy has come in from something or somewhere else and had this kind of... Success? Nobody. I mean, no. it, look, it, it's, a, it's a different extent, Izzy, right? But, like, you know, like, just, just the level he's getting to this quick, you know what I mean? Because, like, Brock came in a heavyweight, fought for a fucking title, got some wins, uh, you know, and obviously all his whole career before that is, you know, playing on the practice team for the Minnesota Vikings and being a yeah. good college wrestler and being in the WWE, like, all of that as well, you know, like, and, and I mean, obviously, that's not Alex hasn't done all of that as well. But I'm just saying, all he's done in this short time is yeah. a lot for what it is, you know. Um, yeah. I don't know. There's no one, no one else comparable that I can think of in MMA. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, mean it's probably, yeah, maybe like BJ Penn who fought like in you know like Pride and in the UFC and in his own promotion and shit like that, right? Like that was that was cool. He got to do a lot. Yeah, well, and and here's the thing. I, I mean, I, I think it, it, we're kind of talking and comparing him. It kind of makes Brock look even better in hindsight because Alex, Alex had like he had four he had four MMA fights under his belt by the time he got signed to the UFC. Brock came in one and zero, but uh, he was yeah, stud, I mean, right? <laughs> and and fall for the title after his fir- after his uh, first win. So there you go. But uh, bad motherfucker, man. But yeah, it's a good comparison. I think about it. yeah. I mean, Alex Bahia, dude. I mean, like I said, he's speed running a Hall of Fame run. And I don't I think, even know how I came up with that on the spot, by the way, because I haven't heard anybody else mention it. But I'm really happy that I made a, a point of it here. Yeah, that's actually a really good comparison. I didn't even think about. I mean, you can throw, by the way, yeah. you're welcome for your next article. <laughs> oh yeah, so, yeah. B, BJPen.com. Alex Bahia is Brock Lesnar. So no, but uh, mark? Have you waited? Yeah, I mean, jokes aside, dude. I mean, I just so so. Uh, I'm very impressed with this win over Jan personally. I thought it was a clear 29-28. I mean, I could have seen it going to Yon, and I would have been like, all right, well, that's interesting. Like, I, I don't think I would have been mad about it. But um, but you, like, do you think there would have been significantly less argument for the decision if it went that way? No, I think people would have been pissed if, if Yon won. But I think, I think, I think it was going to be controversial regardless because it's another one of those fights where it's damage control, damage control. Because first round, Yon – I mean, by the way, I like to always bring this up, but, like, dude – Andreas 
Machildas getting <laughs> was fucking finishing a rear naked choke on Alex Bahia like in 2020 away away from all this shit not happening. But anyways, Jan had him in the same spot, almost the same spot. Took his back for the first round. Pretty much dominated, but couldn't get the sub. Second round, pretty much got. I mean, I don't say he got his ass kicked, but clearly got. I'm gassed. Yeah, I got glad. And in round three, I actually thought Jan put together a better round on the feet. He didn't land any big shots of the head, but he had landed some good body shots. He had a couple of good leg kicks in there. I thought Alex had the better work, but yo, Jan got a big takedown in the final minute, moved to half guard, did some things from the top. Not much, but he did some things. So I got the arguments why, and I got why it was controversial, but for me, it was, it was Poetan 2 1. So. This, this uh, is insane, though, dude. Like, yeah. And his comments afterwards too. I mean, look, like he's he's the position prime to to be for to, to fight for the title. He's gonna fight for the title. I don't fucking know, right? We'll find out soon. And look, outside of Magomed Ankalaev, Josh, I mean, he has a very good chance to have some very good success in his division. I have to give him credit, you know, uh, his composure when he was on the ground, right? Not like spazzing out, not freaking out, which is like one of the big things you're learning, like. I remember it was one of the things when I went to jiu-jitsu class and told me, or someone told me, he's like, dude, you're, you've already, they told me you did one thing very well already. It's like, you're not spazzing out, freaking out, trying to get out of positions. And that was another, it was one thing you got to credit him to and shout out. And by the way, I wonder how different Alex Pahe's career would be in MMA if he didn't have Coach Glover. I think he, he really lucked out having him as one, a good friend and a good coach and obviously an amazing guy, right? Mm-hmm. To, to, uh, to, to help him and, Dude, another thing. This I wonder what I wonder if this fight is different for Jan if it isn't at elevation. Uh, granted, he did you know he did go out there. He knew where to be. He had, he had to prepare for it, right? There's obviously no excuses. But I just wonder what factor that could have made, what difference it could have made. Um, they kind of get into the actual hit comments. They asked him afterwards, you know, like if you were to win the title, would you defend it against Izzy at two hundred five? And he essentially said that. Obviously, if that fight happened there or whatever, yeah, sure. Or I don't even know exactly how it went. But regardless, the thing is, he wants to fight Izzy again at 185, not 205, because he said that's where it all went down. Mm-hmm. It's 1-1 in MMA. You know, the trilogy will be at 185 because that's where they met. And uh, he's going to get it where he wants to get it done. So that really surprised me. I was like, okay, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was pretty interesting, too. That's not exactly what I expected. Um, what a dog, mainly- though, right? Like... <laughs> Yeah, I didn't see that coming at all. Um, and I get his reasoning. I was like, that's actually pretty badass, you know? Like, Dude, that was some evil anime character type shit when he said it. I was like, damn. We've talked about this before, like, kind of, like, off-air. But, like, Alex Bahia, like, we didn't really like him when he first came to the UFC. I, mean, I probably think it I just because I mainly don't like people who, like, get stuff, like, handed to him. It kind of felt like he kind of got the title shot, kind of, like, gift wrapped to him, you know? Um, but as like a guy and like a fighter, like I'm kind of a huge Alex Bahia fan recently. I got <laughs> a lot, a lot of dude. He's getting chance. Yeah, he he rules, dude. He he's a badass, dude. He's he has personality. If he, like he rarely lets it out, but once he does let it out, it's pretty entertaining, you know. Um, he's a funny guy too, but um, you know, nonetheless, man, I think we'll see him get a title shot next, live against Yuri Kozaka, and uh, we'll see. Nonetheless, on the main card. The Black Beast, Derek Lewis. Dude, way, I've not seen somebody we... get bitched out this hard in a long time. Like, Derek Lewis just runs at him, throws a knee. Marcus Solgeri to Liam. What are you supposed to do, man? I mean, what, what are you supposed to do in that position? Goes down. Derek cuffs on <laughs> ground and pound. Knocks him out inside of 30 seconds. Takes his trousers off. I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he was... <laughs> what, do, what do you think, man? I mean, that's a, that's 
sounds like a great night in the office, man. But uh, I mean, and I told you off air, right? Uh, we we're talking in the green room a little bit. I'm like, dude, this reminded me in some ways of Fabrizio Verdum running out, flying sidekicking Travis Brown. Uh, obviously, it was a it was a knee uh, <laughs> by by the Black Beast, but fuck, it, it reminded me a bit of that. Obviously, and I don't even think the, the that fight even ended in the first round. I think it ended in the following round, right? Yeah, no, well, that fight didn't. Yeah, or that's what decision? decision. I was gonna say, I don't know. It was. I mean, it's been a bit. Fuck, Josh. I mean, how long has it been since that fight happened? Now it's been a fucking fat while, man. Like, regardless, though. I mean, I'm happy for Derek, man. It's a feel good moment, honestly. Though, I mean, Marcus Rivera and Lima. I mean, look, is he a top fifteen heavyweight? Really? No, but I mean, Derek kind of got done, got to step back. So I'm curious to see how he's able to rally back. And uh, Derek got abs, man. That's another thing. He got abs, which is a big thing, and. And, uh, I mean, that was a cool, kind of just a cool thing to see. Kind of scary, right? Cause you're kind of like, oh, fuck, okay, he's maybe, maybe he's serious now. You know what I mean? Cause, you know, a lot of times with Derek for a long time, it kind of seemed like, you know, I'm just here to fight, man. You know, like, that's what it is. If I'm not really interested in a title or nothing. And at one point, like, he was right there for it. Yeah. I mean, obviously some unfortunate matchmaking for him as far as like just guys who had skill sets that were very good and looked very special, aka Cyril Gone and, Things didn't go the way with Taito Ivasa, and he had him once since uh, his win over Chris Dawkins, who's now trying to fight at 205. So I don't know. It was, it was good to see him. Uh, he's on the he's old. He's a little he's older now. He's he's almost approaching 40, and uh, I don't know how much time is left. And, and but he is a heavyweight, and he has been knocked out, which is you know, obviously in recent time. So it is a uh, a little worrisome there. But look, we got the Black Bees back. And it felt good. Didn't seem like he was thinking about retirement anytime soon. So that's a nice thing. But he did say, though, that this was the last fight on his contract. So I don't know. I'm sure the UFC is going to bring him back after this one, though. He's too much to enjoy. Unless he decides to go make, what is it, a million against uh, Francis Goddard in the PFL. But I, I doubt it. I think he's going to stick with the UFC. And the UFC is going to uh, obviously take care of him like they always do. Yeah. I mean, so you cut, you cut said a couple things there. I mean, Derek Lewis... If I were him, I'm taking that Ngannou fight, dude. I mean, two million dollars to go and rematch a guy who have already beaten. Right, granted, right. Worst fight already, of all time. He already beat him, right? <laughs> yeah, granted, worst fight of all time. But shit, Derek Lewis won that fight, you know. So it's like they got a story, right? They got a story. They're gonna do redemption, right? They can build it up. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just crazy to me. I, I think I think it's I think it's just absolutely crazy to me that um. If I if Derek's even considering resigning, I mean, like, I mean, he's a better man than I, and I'm look. I'm sure that they're going to give Derek Lewis a good deal. Like, I'd be willing to bet that like Derek Lewis is such a crowd pleaser, he's such a fan favorite. They'll probably offer him a fair bit of cash because um, he's also been a guy that steps up whenever the UFC's asking to, like short notice fights, apex fights when they need a main event, stuff like that. He's kind of stepped up, but I there's no fucking way they're going to offer him two million dollars, is there? There's no yeah. fucking way. No, no. So it's like you know, um, yeah, man. I I would uh, I would take that if I were Derek Lewis, man. I would take that if I were him. Do I think he'll return to the UFC? I'd say like fifty fifty, because like whenever the UFC has guys that they really like, they will make overtures and they will make big attempts to sign these guys. And also, we don't know what the PFL's offer will be past the Ngannou fight, because only the Ngannou fights guaranteed two million. You know what I mean? Like we don't whatever like the UFC. Said that they offered uh, Ngannou eight million dollars. They offered him eight million dollars if he beat John. You know what I mean? Um, 
And for Derek, who knows what it'll be moving forward in the PFL if he beat Gunner, if he lost Gunner, and so on and so forth. So don't really know, but I think if I were him, I'd take the two milli regardless. So, we, by the way, can we talk about the fight that was supposed to be here? Because that obviously had a lot of news behind it as well. Uh, which, I mean, that was the fight that was supposed to be here originally was uh, Michelle Pahea, Wonderboy Thompson, Josh, officially, I think as of yesterday, Michelle Pahea removed from the 170 rankings. I'm assuming due to, in, I don't know if it's due to inactivity or because of the weight mess. Uh, and also, Wonderboy Thompson, as far as we know, has not been made his show money. Yeah, he is not. Wonderboy Thompson, who made weight, Michelle Pahea missed weight by four pounds. He said, as a 40-year-old man who knows his time is running short, he said, I'm not going to fight him. And the UFC, you know, treating their legends like they normally do, they said, all right, we're not going to pay you. I mean, they've paid other fighters in the past for making weight, but apparently 40-year-old former title challenger, legend of the game, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson is where they draw the line. Um, I saw him talk about it. He said, you know, which was just so fucking sad. I don't know if you saw this. It was so fucking sad seeing Stephen Wonderboy Thompson essentially beg to get paid something on the MMA Hour. And he mentioned that Dana White's on vacation. Uh, in the Bahamas, and that's a reason why he hasn't been paid yet, because he's trying, he wants to get in contact with Dana, and Dana hasn't talked to him. It's like, yeah, that's just, that just perfectly encapsulates everything wrong with this, with this organization, like the, you know, the billionaire fucking CEO, you know, the, the fighter who makes, you know, like a hundred grand a year, best case scenario, sitting around waiting for, I mean, I'm, I'm sure Wonder Boy's not hurting, but it's just the principle of it. I mean, what do you think about it? Yeah, no, it's fucked up, man. I mean, he, he deserves a good paid show money. He made weight. His opponent didn't. I don't know. It's just shitty, obviously. And it sucks because this fight was meant to be made multiple times. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to happen multiple times, and it didn't, finally. And then one guy doesn't make weight. Which, look, I've always said, I always thought Michelle Pahea was probably going to end at 185. Obviously, this doesn't say. doesn't mean he's necessarily going there, but he probably will, I'm assuming. Because, I mean, he looked like shit on the scale, and he wasn't even... He was four pounds off, so imagine if he did hit the four pounds or whatever three pounds it was left. Because I don't know, did you see him by any chance? Okay. Yeah, when he yeah, he looked bad. Yeah, he looked like he completely like he looked like shit, and he he didn't even he didn't even make weight. So I can't even imagine if he did make weight. Um, he has like a crazy drastic weight cut, and I like I said, I always thought he could end up one eighty five. Shit, I even think he could even end up at two hundred five at one point if he wanted to. So. Uh, I don't know if he's, I don't know if the UFC's yeah. kind of like all right because I mentioned to you there earlier they they pulled him from the 170 rankings. I wonder if that means he they were like all right we're gonna yeah 170 is not gonna happen anymore you fucking miss weight or if it was because of any activity. Mm-hmm. Yeah man um yeah I don't have too much to say about this I mean it's just it's frustrating and it's but it's perfectly like it perfectly encapsulates everything with the UFC like can't pay Wonderboy Thompson and he had to go on the MMA hour and try and beg. To, to get something of his purse, uh, but boss man's on vacation, so he's not getting any callbacks from him. So, um, yeah, there you go. I mean, you know, it's just it's it's terrible. I mean, I don't know how you can I don't know how you can defend it. I know people will. I know I know that there was some. I saw this Porky Pig looking ass motherfucker on Twitter who was being like, you know, Wonder Boy didn't take the fight. Why should he get paid? It's like you know, like like this 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 fat fuck has ever been in the position to ever have to do anything like try and work for anything like you know like people people just don't understand what it takes to be a professional athlete which i think is part of it like wonder boy thompson has not he's not just showing up a fight day wonder boy has been in camp 
working his ass off day in, day but out. They're, but they're prize fighters, Josh. They're, they're meant to be tough. They're supposed to fight no matter what, Josh. Yeah, I know. But here's the thing is, like, if you're, if you're like, and, and by the way, like, here's a guy in Wonder Boy who's respected, legend of the game, been in the organization for over a decade, and it's like, this is how you're going to treat him whenever he doesn't do one thing you don't like? Like, when has Wonder Boy ever been an issue outside of this situation? Like, people are, I'm sure, I saw, and again, like, other people are like, well, well, he, he ducked Shavkat, you know, like, as if Wonder Boy is the only person to ever turn down Shavkat Rachmanov, you know, like. Right. Like, just, it's ridiculous. It's, it's, it's insulting to, to the fighters, but that's exactly what the organization I, does. They always insult the fighters. Josh, I don't know if you know this. I've actually been offered, cho- been offered chocolate six times and I've refused them every single time. <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? Just <laughs> I've been ducking him too. They also uh, offered me to fight his sister on the contender series, and I also said no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, it's just it's, it's. I don't know. I don't know. How, I don't know what else to say about it. It just perfectly encapsulates all the stuff we talk about in the UFC, man. I mean, and just, you, know, like, you didn't you didn't really didn't talk about it, but can I get your thoughts on Pahia, Michelle Pahia being removed from the 170 rankings? What do you think about it? Does that mean he's going to 85? Or do yeah. you know anything that I don't know? I don't know anything. I don't know anything, but there's no way that he's trying to make 170 again. I'll put it like that. I mean, Michelle Pahea has missed weight in the past, right? Like he missed weight against um, who was it? Tristan Connolly. Remember that? And that was uh, whenever, that, that know, was his debut, right? That that was missed? that was his second fight in the UFC. Yeah. Oh, it was the second fight. Okay, I thought it was. Yeah, his first. I mean, look, dude. Like he's always been one of the biggest welterweights. We've talked about this. You know what's I funny mean, is like I see a lot of fans complain about like weight bullying. I mean, but, like, dude. whenever it's just, the, yo, but no, you know, we can't talk about that here, you know? <laughs> Wonder Boy should have fought, you know? I don't know. It's, um... Come on, dude, he, he, he fucked himself during his weight cut. He's going to be dehydrated. What is he knock out for Wonder Boy? <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah, it's not like that guy a lot weigh Wonder Boy, but, like, 15 to 20 pounds, you know? It's, like, just... And, and like, and I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I don't know what else to say about it. Like, I even saw Chael Sonnen, who Chael Sonnen is, as much oh. as I like Chael. More Chael Sonnen. Huh? What were his thoughts? Well, yeah, that's what I was going to get to. Like, he doesn't shake the hornet's nest. Chael has always been a company man. Even whenever the last year he didn't work for the UFC, he's been a company man. So, um, yeah, that's always been the case. But you know what, though, is fucking um, – even he came out and said, he's like, what exactly are you guys mad about? He's like, Wonder Boy has always followed the rules. And he broke he broke this rule this one time, but it's a guy who's older – has always done – he's done a lot for your organization. He's never missed weight. He's always done everything the right way, and now you're mad that he did things the right way again. You know what I mean? It's like, what are you mad at him for? Just pay the guy. And it's not even like – it's not even like Wonder Boy is asking me to pay his full purse. He's just like, I, I haven't paid anything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, the bear like – they can get, they can throw something at him, but they won't, and they haven't. So we'll see. But I don't exactly expect much to happen. But um, that's that's who they are. You know what I mean? Like, that, they keep on telling fans who they are, so vote with, with your UFC. wallet. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, vote with your wallet, guys. I mean, look, the UFC and WWE, the TKO group, their combined company, was valued at $21 billion. $21 billion, with the B, boys. $21 billion. But Steve Wonderboy Thompson, who makes, like, what, $150,000 a fight, probably? Like, around, he makes less than probably two hundred grand a night, I, I, I'd wager. Can't give it to him. Can't even give him like five grand. Can't give him ten grand. Can't give him shit. But Dana White's on vacation, Angel. <laughs> Whatever. Um, it is what it is. 
Let's talk about the most depressing uh, moment of the night. Uh, Bobby Green defeating Tony Ferguson. This was another fight. El Kukui comes out here, drops Bobby Green in the first, and we're like, holy shit, it might happen. And He's then back. He got eye-poked seven seconds later and essentially lost all his momentum, got choked out cold in the third round. Um, 0-6 in his last six, El Kukui. Um I don't know what else to say other than I hope he retires. Yeah, no, I mean, this one just was a nail in the coffin for me, man. I was like, look, if he doesn't look at least, like, super competitive, and look, i got to give credit to Tony always coming forward, always being tough, but, look, toughness doesn't win fights, and it just ended up getting finished. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it's it's it's, it's done, man, and he looked, and he also looked slow, Josh. I mean, dude, the fucking, that, is that Imanari role, dude? I saw that coming from a mile away, man, even, even I, if you put me in the cage, I think even I'm ready for it, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, I mean, even the spinning elbow he threw out there, which look, he wasn't like fully going for it. I don't even know if it's full force, but like, mm-hmm. it all looks slow, slow reactions too. It just, it, yeah, it, it is what it is. Age caught up. It's mother, you know, it's, uh, it's father time. Um, it is what it is. Uh, he, yeah, it's just unfortunate. You know, the, this is always the, the shittiest part of a fighter's career if they get to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know what else to say. Like, he came out afterwards and said that, uh, Ferguson did, let me clarify, that essentially he thought Bobby Green eye poked him, and that was a major reason why he lost the fight. And, like, I mean, look, man, like, I actually think, like, if, if this were not Tony Ferguson who had lost five fights in a row, I think most people would be like, oh, yeah, the eye poke played a heavy role. The eye poke did slow Tony's momentum. Tony did drop him seven seconds with a right hook. Like, it had just happened when he got eye poked. But at the same time, like, if you need that one moment, if that, if one eye poke in one moment, and you, and like, it's not even like he, like, lost his momentum and, like, the fight was competitive. Like, he lost the momentum and basically got destroyed for the rest of the fight. So it's like, yeah, that was probably going to go that way anyway. Now, I mean, the eye poke, could he finish Bobby Green? Maybe. But he also did the same thing to Michael Chandler, didn't follow up on it. And after he knocked out Bobby Green, it wasn't like he was going El Kukui balls to the wall like how he used to. He was pretty... Mm-hmm. He, it was kind of like he went out there, he threw like th- two two punches, kind of like sing- two single shots against Bobby Green, who was up against the fence. Bobby slashed him with the, the fingers across the eyes, and then he just didn't do anything. But it wasn't like he was going on the full attack anyway, so I don't think he would have finished him. But, yeah, I mean, Tony Ferguson is the legend of the game. He has nothing left to prove, and I hope he retires. I mean, it's just it's one thing if he were losing, but he's losing and taking significant damage. So that's what I think. But speaking of retirements, um, we – you know, thought maybe Tony, well, maybe also Michael Chiesa, uh, opening up the card, loses to Kevin Holland by submission. Basically, I mean, it was a rough fight, man. I mean, he looked out of sorts from the word go. Kevin Holland just jumped on him, landed some big shots, hurt him with a knee, got a, got a submission win inside three minutes. Look, man, um, what do you say about this one? I mean, Kevin Holland got the, got a big win. He needed this one. For Chiesa, he took off the gloves afterwards, and that that may be it. I mean, look, he has a bright future outside of out of outside of combat, and he has a good personality, so I'm not worried about him. Um, yeah, just unfortunate, man. His his uh, start to his 170 run was something so so fun, something I really admire. And, like, yeah, I always mention, man, one of my one of those guys that I just always enjoyed his story. He came in through the Ultimate Fighter, obviously. I mentioned it before, a big moment on the season when he gets a phone call from finding out his dad passed away while he's on the show and he continues on the show and fucking um and fucking decides to fight on and, and then fucking wins the finale. 
and uh yeah no i mean that just it hits home a lot um yeah and it's just uh it's just kind of sad to see uh career not going as as it as it was right and um just because he had a, a lot of potential and it always i said joshua off air like i do kind of wonder what if his whole career was at 170 not 155 where he looked terrible on the scale but he's a dog <laughs> And uh, with that fucking massive beard he had back then too, and the long hair. Uh, yeah, no, I mean it's it was a, it was it was a good run. It just uh, you know some guys are just not meant to 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 make it to the very end either, and uh, you know win the bell and all that, and you know they're not everybody wins, not even the guys, not even the, especially the guys you like, and even the guys you like lose too. So yeah. Uh, for Kevin Holland, though, Josh, I mean, look, my point that I made a few months ago where I'm like, look, his, his career, a little unfocused as a whole. I mean, I, I like to say, Josh, I know you kind of disagreed with me a little bit back then and then agreed with me, too. But look, him saying that no BMF title 170, I guess I'm going back to 185. My, my, I, I just feel like you reinforced my point more. I'm like, look, like his potential is so high and it's so good. And I almost wish he would have stuck at 185 and look. He even fucking rocked Marvin Vittori, and I'm like, how different is history if he rocked Marvin Vittori? Is he UFC champ? I don't know necessarily, but at least he's right up there. And I don't know if his goal is necessarily to be UFC champ, because, you know, there's just guys who are really good entertainers, put on banger fights and win, but once again, like, I I'm, I don't know. Just, uh, like I said, his personality, once again, it just reflects in his career as well. Yeah, man. I mean, a couple thoughts. Um, Kevin, like you mentioned... He's a heavy hitter. I don't know if he'll be championing him, but, like, at 170, like, I've always been kind of thinking, like, this is the better weight class for him, which is funny because now he says he's going back up to 185. Um, but, you know, like, he, he's a heavy hitter. I wasn't shocked about him picking up the win over Kiesa. Um, he actually told Kiesa, he's like, he should retire. Like, he, he was just – do you see his comments post-fight? He was ruthless towards Kiesa for some reason. Really? Uh, I don't know. Maybe he just felt – I don't know, I guess he felt disappointed. I guess he wanted – he expected more out of him, and it just it didn't feel like it. I don't know. It was kind of like uh, you remember when Adam Moicano, uh, uh choked out that one guy. He wanted to fight more. And he's like, and then the guy's like, why did you submit me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, anyway, just to kind of like redirect it. But, yeah, I mean, for Michael Chiesa, um, I think he might come back for one or two more. But, I mean, his time's ticking. That's pretty much it for his title run. Yeah. Uh, I mean, unless he does something insane, takes the fights on short notice and beats him. Unless he comes out here and beats fucking Shockbot, which, I mean, I... Yeah, the bear of bad news. I don't think that's gonna happen, especially because no, probably, not. And, probably not. and the reason I'm saying that is because uh, Kelvin's out. Which I mean, I don't even know why they were taking Kelvin that fight. Dude. Jesus Christ! I think if anything, yeah. it's good that that fight fell out. Yeah, same. But, um, anyways, man. As far as the rest of the card goes, what are some uh, preliminary and undercard fights you want to talk about? Man, I I highlighted him last week. Man, I'm very happy it all worked out. Look, last time out, the brother lost Ismail Bonfa, but look, Gabriel Bonfa in 15-0 continues the high train only on two wins, a two-win streak of the UFC, and already has attention behind him. Submission win over Trent Giles, a good one to get. Another one, a guy who's been putting wins together too, an interesting guy at 185, Roman Kopolov, another finish, head kick, sick. Go watch it on Twitter, you know, rewatch it on the Eastman Plus app. It's worth your time. There's a lot of finishes on this card, Josh. I believe there was eight or nine finishes out of the, what, 11 fights or whatever there was? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there were a lot of finishes on this one, man. Um, only one decision on the entire... Look, dude, I did not think we were going to get another banger after UC 290, but we somehow got, like, 
I don't want to say two of the greatest cards of all time, but, like, 291 is up there. Like, it's a banger card. Like, it's really good. 290 is in my top five of all time. Like, what the fuck was the month of July, man? Like, it's just... just See, I crazy. I don't even know if 290 or 291 is better. I can't decide. They're close. They're right yeah. up there. Yeah. I think I think because we had two actual titles on the line, I think 290 definitely outweighs it, now that I'm thinking about it. But... Yeah. It's still, I mean, it, it, it's uh, two ninety one's up there. Yeah, they give reality credit where credit is due. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Um, nonetheless, we should probably go ahead and uh, move on because we have other recaps to go ahead and hit. This is the one that uh, I was just in. I was in shock, man. Um, the history behind this fight, everything going into it, and it wasn't even close. Uh, but Terrence Bud Crawford dominates Errol Spence. I mean, not even wasn't close. For a fucking minute. I mean, he knocks him down in round two, and then he knocks him down a couple more times. He battered him. He had him bleeding all over the place. Spence couldn't get anything going. Bud landed, I believe, 58% of his power shots. At least that's the, the sound on the night of, which is fucking insane. He I mean, overall, he landed on. 50% of his punches. Huh? Overall, I believe he landed 50% of his punches, which is insane. Yeah. I mean, dude... Ter- Terrence Crawford was putting up fight night champion numbers against Errol Spence. <laughs> Dude, you're it's not true. Even wrong. It's like it's like it's like when you get the fat the fight stat meet this screen. Like everybody, you're always landing that game. That's what Terrence Crawford did. He looked like a video game out there. I mean, I don't know what else there is to say about this outside of give me your Dude, thoughts and, and how impressed you were. Look, I was impressed, but to an extent, and I don't know about you, because of how long we wanted this and what it was made out to be. And look, I mean, it happens all the time with big fights. Weren't you at least? A little partially disappointed that Earl didn't do better. I, I don't know. Obviously, no. the, the performance was so great, but I was just kind of like because of the the build up and the years and what I expected and what I thought it was. Gonna, I mean, Josh, I was expecting a highly contested. I thought this fight was going to go to a decision, and people were going to be fucking arguing over the decision. Like I was dead set on that. I was already getting mentally ready for it. I was like, I had my judge card ready. You know, I was making my scorecard. I had it pulled up. First round happens. Okay, Earl. And then we go on to that, and it was no more scorecards for Earl's fucking gets dropped in the second. Gets dropped twice in the fucking, what was it, seventh or eighth? I can't even remember anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he got dropped uh, twice in the eighth. Yeah, like, I, I like, like, look, I, look, I'm not saying I was disappointed because I was impressed, but there's a little bit of me where I was like, oh, like, like, I'm impressed, I'm satisfied, but I'm like, I'm not at the same time, you know? Yeah. Um, Regardless, though, I mean, I, look, I mean, I, shit, I don't, I don't, this is gonna happen again. I mean, we've heard it. Apparently, he doesn't want to fight again at what, what they fight at 147. You know, fucking boxing weights are fucking whack. Mm-hmm. And then Donna, you know, weird number. And he yeah, said, fight yeah. yeah, and he said he would rather do it at 154, which I think, I think Bud said he was down. But look, overall, I mean, look, it, it, the performance was beautiful. I'm sure you can watch a highlight reel of it out there on YouTube. It's a one-sided affair. You're not going to have to watch the, a lot more outside of that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, look, I'm I'm happy with my Bud pick, man. Look, I mean, yeah. like, there was a lot of people at Earl. There was a fair bit that had Bud, but especially with the resume Earl was bringing in, I mean, it, there was there was a lot of questions and stuff like that. And, fuck, man, Bud Crawford proved how great he was on that night. 100%. And then you, you asked me if I was disappointed. Not really. I mean... For me, it was just, this is what fighting is, Angel. I mean, like, I, like, would I have preferred, like, a back-and-forth fight for, like, history? Yeah, but at the same time, like, 
there's something also really cool, because we got History Angel, we just didn't get in the way that we expected. Like, we thought this was going to be a trilogy, an all-time, two all-time greats going back, back and forth, and so on and so forth. Instead, we got in somebody putting themselves into a GOAT conversation. History from a different angle. By the way, you know, you knew what I knew was over when he walked out with Eminem. <laughs> Didn't just oh, it was walk done. Out. It was done. Didn't just walk out to lose yourself. Walked out with Eminem. Got walked out by Eminem. Yeah, I, that's not. Yeah, <laughs> I turn. I dude, I turn it on, and then and then I hear. I start hearing the music. You know, you hear the little little beat. Yes, yeah. And then and, and then I'm like, I'm like, is that fucking Eminem? And then I was like, oh, it's over. It's over. Yeah, man. It, it, little, little did I know. It was actually over, though. Yeah, dude. It, it really was over, dude. It was just... Uh, from the moment, right? From the fucking start. We just didn't even know it. Yeah, man. It, it was fucking crazy. I mean, but, I, look... I, he did just, just have one of the best boxing performances in every history. Yeah. He had one of the hardest walkouts ever. Yeah, exactly. And, like, the thing is, man, is, like, I mentioned it. Like, we're getting history from a different angle. Like, Terrence Bud Crawford, dude, he might become a three-time undisputed champion. This, yeah. He was the first male ever to do it in two weight classes on Saturday. First time ever, okay? And then he – Four-belt era, four-belt era, by the way. We do got in the four belt, yeah, let me correct myself. In the four-belt era. But he then – I'm not sure if you saw this. In the eighth round, he knocks – during his shit-kicking of one of the greatest pound-for-pound boxers on the planet in Errol Spence, he, he hopped on the, the, the fucking ropes – and, like, he, like, grabbed his dick, and he pointed at Jer- Jermel Charlo, who is the undisputed champion at 154. And he's like, you're next. You're next. Like, he's that getting, shit, you know that what? That went hard. And, and he's fighting Canelo. Fight too. Huh? And he's going to fight Canelo. Yeah. Yeah, I, and I would, uh, I, I'd, I'd fucking, I'd probably pick Bud in that fight with, with, um, Jamal anyway. So, I mean, he might become a three-time undisputed champion. The rematch is probably going to be next between these two, just for contractual reasons. Um, it sounds like they're probably going to do a 154, which could be interesting. I know a lot of people thought maybe Errol's weight cut because he is a big. He was always big in one. He's always been big at 147. Some people speculated that could play a role. I don't think it'll make a big enough difference for him to be competitive because it wasn't like his chin was dehydrated or anything. In fact, his chin was great, which was part of the problem. I was like, dude, if they don't stop this fight, he's going to fucking die. I don't know if you were also scared. I was like, Jesus, somebody please. I was I, like the, I, I the wasn't worried, knockout. but like, but I I was hoping I, I, like for him to show something, you know what I mean? And he wasn't and it's not that he wasn't trying, is that he wasn't allowed. Yeah. Which is even scarier. It's not that he it wasn't that he wasn't trying to do something, is that he wasn't allowed. And I don't know if that's going to make a difference at 154. If it does, I, look, you, I'd hope there's some sort of adjustment. If there isn't, I'll, look, I'll put it like this. I wasn't, like I said, I was and wasn't disappointed in this match. But if I don't see a somewhat of a change in this, I really will be disappointed. Yeah, and well, a part of it, man, is I always, like, I've always thought Bud was going to have, I mean, we've kind of always talked behind the scenes, like, I mean, like, privately, that's that's what we're referring to. We're not necessarily referring to like media or some other shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we've always we've always thought that uh, fucking for years now. I mean, Bud, we're talking we back. Bud, Bud was the re- yeah, we've always said that Bud's the real deal, and that but I didn't like, know it was this fucking fucking real, huh? I didn't know it was this fucking real though. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, it's just like, damn man, just so impressive. But we'll probably see the rematch next. We'll see what happens. Um, any closing thoughts before we go ahead and move on to Bellator X Rise on the same night? 
I'm I'm just excited for the next one, man. Yeah. Same, man. I hope it's competitive. I hope it's competitive, but um, we'll see. Yeah. They said probably December. December is the target. Oh wow, that's uh, quick. It is pretty quick, but well, I mean, who knows, man? Who knows? Um, I mean, relatively quick. Really. Yeah, relatively. But nonetheless, uh, last kind of card to recap because, dude, like, I can't think of a, the last time we had a weekend like this. Like, we had used to two ninety one. We had uh, an incredible historic fight between you know Spencer Crawford, and then we had Bellator X, uh, Ryzen going down from uh, the Saitama Super Arena in Saitama, it's, Japan. It's crazy you say that, but I feel like it wasn't that long ago. I feel like we had something similar where we had a boxing, we had uh, another M, uh, we had like a big Bellator card, and we had a, a UFC pay per view. I can't remember. Yeah, but, we probably did, but I'm just a stupid guy. You know, it's just, it's just, I know, but I feel like it wasn't even that long ago. I can't. I think it was this year too. I think it was earlier this year. I, I could be completely wrong here, but. You're not wrong. I mean, but look, this is in in my overall memory of you know ever since we've been doing the pod and its inception. Like, mm-hmm. this is certainly one of the most packed because it was a lot bad. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, definitely. But I'm sure there's probably been another. But regardless, I mean, I don't think we're gonna hit this one the same way that we hit the other two cards, just because. I mean, th- this card it was not as stacked as their first offering, and also they had a couple fights drop out, which we talked about last week. Um, nonetheless, though, I mean, we we saw Patricky Pitbull pick up a win of Roberto D'Souza. Big knockout win for him. And, dude, I mean, Koji Horiguchi, his flyweight title fight ending, I poke 25 seconds, nightmare scenario type shit. Uh, but well, outside of that, it wasn't a terrible night for Bellator. Well, dude, it was just – but the thing is, it wasn't just that the title fight didn't go through, dude. This is their inaugural championship 125 crowning in Bellator, and it ended like that. As yeah. That this, this is why this was such a travesty. It wasn't the fact that it, it wasn't like this was just a championship defending title. Like you know, uh, five years into the weight conception, this is their inaugural introduction to the weight class, and it ended like that. Mm-hmm. But it's it's literally the worst case scenario outside of like, you know, some tragic fucking injury. You know what I mean? Or you know, later afterwards, I'm gonna pause for some fucking roids. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Um. Yeah, it was just so disappointing. I mean, that's – Bellator is basically not going to be around for much longer. We're all kind of aware of that. But, god damn, what a way for, like, your new in – I mean, it's going to be the last division they added. What a way for that to go, man. Um, That that sucks. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, anyway, man, I mean, for the rest of the card, uh, Magomed, Magomedov picking up a huge win over Danny Sabatello, uh, the Italian gangster. That one sucked to see. Andre Korshkov picked up a win over Landis Larkin. That was a pretty entertaining fight. Really a banger. I'm sad I missed out on that. Yeah, Juan Archuleta uh, winning Ryzen Gold. I mean, look, dude. I mean, former – we've talked about him before. Former three-weight world champion. Always been a Bellator mainstay. Um, and obviously a former Bellator champion also. But now he gets another world title, dude. I mean, Juan Archuleta is going to be have a – for a guy that's not very well known to a lot of MMA fans, he's gonna end his career with a lot of gold on his shelf. <laughs> right? His fucking his shelf must look sick. Yeah, for real. But anyways, man, yeah, we're a good a guy card. too, by the way. We didn't even mention that. Hiromosa Okigabu just butchered that name a little. Oh bit. yeah, well, yeah, good dude. He fought on the, the last uh, Belt of Rising card, I believe. Yeah, sadly for him, he is running a through losing streak right now, but still a dog, man. Yeah. Definitely. Still a dog, man. Still a dog. But, uh, yeah, I mean, kind of looking at the rest of the card, Patricio Pitbull suffered an upset loss, but he also took the fight on extremely short notice. Um, 
And so, up a weight class from his normal 145. Yeah, uh, exactly. Weight. So, and in Japan, and again to get who knew he had to go out there and put these lights out. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. I, there's not, uh, kind of to like talk about that one a little bit more. There's not a lot of, it wouldn't take a lot of weight to this loss, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, anyway, I mean, he'll, he'll be back. It, it happens, but I wonder what the record is. Like, I can't remember the last time there's somebody who lost two fights in a row, but they're still champion. Because he's still champion at 145, so that's... I'm that's sure there's fun. something out there, man. Yeah. I'll want some sort of history. Yeah, nonetheless, man. I mean, I think we should go ahead and move on, because we do have more stuff to talk about this week. And UFC going down, UFC fight night from the Bridgestone Arena in Nashville, Tennessee, bantamweights. Not going to be bantamweights on the night of. It's a catchweight at 140. But Corey Sandhagen coming off, um, I mean, a couple of big wins. Marlon Vera, Song Yadong taking on Rob Font. Rob Font, seven in here on short notice, but got a huge knockout win over Adrian Yanez back in April. This is going to be a banger. The bantamweight division is, I mean, never has any bad fights. What do you think about this one, man? Dude. I, I, dude, there, there, ever since Corey Sanhagen lost to Algerman Sterling, and I've said this every single day, something just changed. And he talked about it. This, this, this little switch just flipped in his head, and this guy is fucking dangerous. Ever since then, he's come out and goes for blood, dude. I am never, ever gonna pick against Corey Sanhagen ever again, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think Corey Sanhagen gets this, gets it done against Rob yeah. in, 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 in Nashville. Um, Dude, yeah, I mean, he's just looking so fucking good right now. Mm. He's looking so fucking good. He's 31 years old. He's still young. He's tall. He's long. He has all the attributes. He trains at elevation, you know. Now, and I'm not even talking literally at elevation in the fucking gym. He also is training literally at elevation. Good cardio, good jiu-jitsu. I think he's going to give hell. I think he's going to bring it to the older Rob Vaughn, who's 36, bantamweight. We know this is the age where things kind of take a little flip. You know, we've already seen it. We talked about it. Uh... But look, I mean, Rafon's fucking game, man. I mean, we 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 saw it against Giannis. We've seen it against all his other fights. He's hard. I mean, he's he's hard to get out of there. I mean, he's only been stopped what once in his UFC tenure, and is against Pedro Munoz like fucking like an eternity ago now. Mm-hmm. So Corey Sanhagen still has his work cut out for him, but I'm running with Corey Sanhagen. I'm running with the Sandman, Mister Sandman. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna take the Sandman too, man. I think uh, I think Corey's gonna get it done. I think Rob stepping in here. I'm. I, Game as fuck, I would not have taken this fight if I were Rob Font. I mean, I kind of get the reasoning. I mean, short notice, it's for and, 42. And it worked out for both of them, right? Because they both both their opponents dropped out. And look, for Corey, you kind of like that too, right? He doesn't have to take yeah. on a... I mean, Umar is way lower ranked and a fucking dog. Exactly. Exactly. But, um... Nonetheless, man, it's going to be a banger fight. I, I, I'm going to take Corey, but I think it's going to be entertaining regardless. Um, nonetheless, I'm honestly way, way more excited for the Komei event. I don't know if you are. I'm I'm so psyched for the Komei event because it's the return of former champion Jessica Andrade, who's had mixed uh, like success recently. Immediately, she's coming in here on a two-fight losing streak. Yan Jonan and Aaron Blanchfield. She's seeing on Tatiana Suarez, who has a lot of questions. I mean, lot, still 9-0, still undefeated. Last defeat of Montilla de la Rosa in February in her return after three years out of the cage. Um, look, man. 
very excited to see this one. This is kind of the fight to find out if Tatiana Suarez is still for real. Is is that dog still in there? Like, but have the injuries played a role? We're gonna find out on Saturday, man. But what what is your pick as of now? Uh, look, let me let me be honest. Like, obviously Tatiana has these questions to answer, but look, Jessica Andrade also has some questions to answer too, man. Let's just put it out there. Yeah, two finished loss streak. She got. Finished with, on the feet last time. Counter right, Jan Shannon. Before that, Aaron Blanchfield submission in the second round. Look, and before that, you got to give credit. She put a world beating on Laura Murphy. And, uh, dude, this is her fifth fight in a calendar year. I mean, she has been super active. Which, I mean, could be good, could be bad, but when I mean, it catches up to you, man. And I think it did in that Aaron Blanchfield fight, and I, did, I think it did again in that Jan Shannon fight. I, I just don't know if this is smart. Again, look, it can, it could work out in her favor. Tatiana Suarez has been out of the game. Injuries, we all know this, but she's also been working hard in the gym, working hard with her, with her boyfriend, Rufian, uh, not Rufian, Stotts, um, our boy. Why am I looking at his name right now? In Bellator. I can't what? even either. <laughs> I, I'm blanking on his oh, name. Oh, Patchy Mix, Patchy Mix. Our boy Patchy Mix has been putting work with him. They've, they've, they've been, they've been literally actually training with each other. And, uh, I mean, obviously we've seen the successes brought to him. Uh, let's see if it can transfer over to her and, uh, you know, find some goal here or find a, or find a big win here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go and take Tatiana Suarez. Um, I think if she is still half of straight up half, because I think, like, I mean. Damn, I, Josh. Dude, it's I like had, that. Yeah, I mean, I had so much respect for her skills back in 2019, 2018. Like, the way she just ran through girls, it wasn't even. Like, she was – it's hard to emphasize. Like, for example, she faced Carla Esparza at the time. And Carla Esparza, even now, is still one of the better wrestlers at 115. And that fight wasn't even close for a second. She beat the dog shit out of her on the mat. That fight wasn't even on the feet. So she's levels better than, you know, uh, the best grapplers at the time whenever she left in 2019, 2018. Um, it's just if she's still there – because even then, like, on the mat, as much as I like just going to draw, it's like – we saw how easily Aaron Blanchfield got through her once she got her down to the mat. Um, so will Tatiana be, be able to do the same? I don't think it'll be easy, but I think she'll get the win. That's how I feel about it. Um, and also worth noting that Andrade is taking this fight on short notice as well. And it's 115. And it's 115. I wonder, like, this is going to be her fourth fight, man. Jesus. But it's like, she's, but it's her fifth fight in a calendar year, though. Like in a year, yeah, she's, she's being active. So she's being active. But. It's almost six fights. Like it's not that far off. Like it's, 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 dude. I'm sure it's not even that far off from seven. Like it's, it's pretty wild when you go look at her topology, or yeah. shirt. Off. Yeah, definitely, man. But nonetheless, I'm, I'm excited to see uh, both them return. But as far as the rest of the card goes, UFC Nashville, man. What, uh, what fights most would go ahead and talk about? Oh, man, I, I got to highlight one of my favorite young fighters, man, Ignacio Bahamonas, taking on Ludwig Klein. Uh, finally, we saw him back earlier this year with a, a, a good win over a guy in Trey Ogden. It was nice to see him back. I think he was having a lot of visa issues, and they prevented him from fighting all of last year, especially because he had gotten two two finishes, like back-to-back. Roosevelt Roberts, you're wrong, kicking, bro, kicking both those guys out of the UFC, by the way. I think after that, they were both cut. You're wrong, uh, had to go through... Uh, was called Road to the UFC, funny enough, uh, and uh, or is or is doing that, or I don't know if he's going to come back through contender series. One of the two. He, he's having to do something like that. And Roosevelt Roberts, obviously, we saw him on tough, sadly lost, but I'm sure he'll make. So I'm sure he'll make his way back. Uh, 
And Levon Klein, you know, for a while there, he was uh, he did, he kind of got in, you know, two losses back to back. He had looked so good in his first UFC fight, and it's kind of like, damn, he got in like this sick little this sick finish. And then he loses to Mike Trasano, and loses to late Nate Landward. Nate the Tribe, baby. Uh, but he's brought it back with a win over Mason Jones, Devontae uh, Smith, and a draw over Jai Herbert. So we see how that's gonna wore out. And in a fight that hurts me, but that I know it could be a banger. Jeremiah Wells. Carlson Harris, obviously Carlson Harris, one of my favorite stories in MMA, did uh, just him on, uh, what's it called, Dana White's looking for a fight, and kind of his whole situation, him getting the call to UFC, which is a cool thing, and upsetting this guy in uh, the UAE, who was one of Habib's boys, like, that that was just awesome to see, man. Yeah, man, you, you highlighted a couple of fights there. Um, for me personally, ones I'm also looking forward to, Dustin, the return of Justin Jacoby, who has been, I mean... Never really gotten the, his just do a light heavyweight. Granted, lost two in a row, but we'll see if we can go ahead and do coming in here on the main card against Kennedy and Jacobo. Um Tanner Bozer, the GOAT, the bulldozer, who needs a win badly. We'll see if he can go ahead and get it. Um, Diego Lopez, Gavin Tucker should be fun. I mean, it's not a, uh, it's not, it's not a crazy good card. It actually kind of looks more like an apex card than anything, but. But if you're a die, but I mean, if you if you're a little diehard, dude, this is a good fight. Like, there's there's a fight everywhere. Like, Odie Osborne, Azu Alamabeov, who's newcomer to UFC, 72 cats to see. You know how these fucking cats are right now. Jake Hadley, Billy Cornfield, Team Jackson. Like, there is bangers, you know. I mean, yeah. I think the fight overall has bangers. Like, there's I'm not, like it's not like name heavy, but there's a lot of fights where I'm like, damn, dude, that's a good fucking fight. Like, at least like. Dude, I'm not even. I'm not even exaggerating. I'd say half the half the card has bangers, if not more. To be honest with you, I'll be honest here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, generally speaking, man, like it, it's not a, like like you said, it's not a great card. But by the way, this card went through the ringer set. too. By the way, because it, it lost a lot of stuff. Like yeah, it did lose a lot of fights. Sean Whitson went through three. Well, technically four because he has his opponent, his opponent now. The main event was supposed to be Umar Nurmagomedov initially. Jake Havley had a different opponent. Kyler Phillips had a different opponent. Shit, even Tatiana Suarez had a different opponent. Mm-hmm. And they managed to keep it together and put up a pretty good card. I mean, I'll be honest, like, this is a pretty solid card. I'd be pretty, like, if this was coming here to Kansas, I'd be 100% to go down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, same. But um, nonetheless, I think we should probably go ahead and move on because, dude, it is. It's Jake Paul, Nadia, Fight Week, Angel. It's going down. We just had Terrence Crawford. We just had Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence. Don't worry. Now we have some real boxing coming in. Right? The real real main event, dude. Yeah. Live on DAZN and ESPN Plus pay-per-view. Jake Paul, Nate Diaz. Jake Paul, 6-1. We know the story by uh, by now. Uh, Lost whenever he uh, took a step up a competition to face an actual boxer against Tommy Fury. Will now be facing Nate Diaz, uh, 21-13, approaching his 40s. Highest weight that he's fought at is 170. He will be making 190 for this one. Um, we've been kind of very upfront about the idea that we don't think this fight will be very competitive or very close. Uh, what do you think, but man? Josh, How- Josh, he trained with Andre. What? I love this. That's just, just too good. What do you What do you think, man? Now that we're here, now that we're here, what do you What do you think? You feel? Do you think that the fight will be competitive? Do you, what's your excitement level? I guess. Like seven level, I mean, I say it's all at seven. You know, I think you know seventy percent. I'd say that's pretty solid. 
Because, you know, I'm curious. I want to see how Nate does. Like, as much as we meme about the whole Andre Ward thing, I'm like, well, shit, I mean, let's, let's see it, right? You know what I mean? Like, if there's a time to prove it, I mean, it's, it's now, right? Like, yeah. You know, let's, let's see what he could do. And I've always been curious about what Nate could do in boxing clubs. Uh, and, uh, the other card is actually kind of interesting. I mean, we got Chris Abila versus Dreamer Stevens, Amanda Serrano. Like, they've actually been able to construct a, a pretty decent, pretty decent card, actually. Like, I'd say I'd, I'd watch the majority of this card if I'm being quite honest with you. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna watch, I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna watch the whole thing, man. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, it's not a bad, it's not a bad card. And honestly, I, I'm, I'm excited for it. But still, my feelings about the competitiveness of the fight have not changed. Um, I don't Dude, know. Come on, yeah. Josh. Are you ready for a war? Look, <laughs> I think I, my, my, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and break this fight Josh, down. It's going to be 10 rounds of destruction, dude. I don't care what you say. <laughs> it's literally going to be Arturo Gotti. Like, you know, it's going to be like that, man. It's like... <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna try and I'm gonna try and break this down as much as I can. Realistically, I think uh, Jake's probably gonna win by finish. Probably. Damn, that's gonna be kind of sad to see, right? Because like Nate's never been like knocked out really like that. You know what I mean? Like, no, gotta... but look, dude, I think here people have taken this too much the oh. opposite direction. Oh, 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 oh! I got a better question. Go does ahead. Jake end it or does the towel get thrown in? I think Jake probably ends it. I was just curious because I'm like, what if he started kind of getting beat on? And they were like, oh, you know something? Like, we've been in MMA a long time, and this is this brain damage ain't it, man, you know? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but I just think, like, if it it can get to the later rounds, maybe, maybe we'll have a shot. But, like, I don't think it'll get there. I just think, like, dude, people have taken this in the wrong direction. Like, for example, I saw, like, Joe Rogan say something like, if Jake Paul was, was not Jake Paul, if he was just, like, some amateur boxer, would be like, oh, God, this kid's... This kid's the next big thing. He's a real deal. Like, he took it too far. But I do think if Jake Paul was not named Jake Paul, and we were like, okay, who do we pick? This 26-year-old who's been boxing for about five years, who walks around 200 pounds, is about 6'1", or do we take the 40-year-old man who has never boxed, never had a professional boxing match? He is a fighter, but he's been doing different forms of fighting. This sounds like Ben Askren, dude. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we're doing the whole thing again, dude. It's just like, all right. Let's 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 take the names out of it. Let's take the names out. Who do you pick? I'm picking Jake Paul. So there you go. I mean, I hate it. I hate no, it. No, I'm on the same boat, man. I'm on the same boat. I'm gonna I'm gonna feel disgusted. But I'm but gonna, you're gonna watch it. You're gonna watch it. At your local Buffalo Wild Wings. Cause you're not gonna pay for it. Oh my god, dude! I've already I've already hit up the B devs. I'm like, you guys. I've I've already pulled it up. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, they're gonna show it. All right, cool. You know. Anyways, dude. I mean, clo- I mean, closing thoughts on this card. Um, I don't, I don't know, man. It's just, I'll watch it, and but here's the thing: is like, I, I, I have my least, I'm, I'm the least excited for this Jay Paul fight, or probably any of them, you know? Because I thought after the Tommy Fury fight, it was like, all right, you can't, you can't go back to MMA fighters after boxing the boxer. You know what I mean? Like, it just or if he is, yeah, at least I fight guys like who are younger and they're maybe close to their prime. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just. You know, we're just doing the same thing again. Like, what are we doing? But anyways, I mean, that's all my thoughts on the Angel. Do we talk about the real boxing match involving YouTubers, which Scotty has? Jesus, yeah. The real YouTuber card? Uh, actually, let me rephrase. It's the prime card. Because KSI versus Tommy Fury will be going down October 14th for Manchester Arena and Manchester, England. Set for the co-main event is Logan Paul 
in his first boxing match in over two years. As of now, his opponent has not been revealed. But rumors have it. The rumors have it will be Dylan Dennis. Crazy. Uh, which, if they if they book Dylan Dennis again, they deserve whatever they get. But regardless, <laughs> right? Um, regardless, I wonder who he what do you think like about though. this announcement, dude? They said they've teased that they're going to do the prime card. They're finally doing it. Man, fuck, dude. I, I mean, look, my biggest curiosity is who's who's Logan fighting. You know what I mean? Like, I, I like, look, we got JJ's point of cool, but like, who is Logan fighting? Like, how, why the fuck do we not know yet? You know what I mean? Also, yeah. Logan's return got delayed because of injuries and all that. Because it was because uh, it was W because of the WWE, right? When he worked that last event, like he just got wrecked. fucked up, just got wrecked. But uh, look, as far as uh, JJ and and Tommy, like it's interesting. I got to give him credit though because is uh, probably not the way I would have guided him if I was his manager, but. As far as kind of like a fuck you to Jake, and if he's able to get it done, holy fuck, that fight and its build up, eighty like a hundred times better. To mm-hmm. be honest with you, so I think it's good. But uh, obviously, we're not gonna do any analysis for now. But look, we already look if we, you've already seen Jake fight Tom, you, that's all I'm gonna say. Not gonna say much out of that. We're not gonna get into it now. We got t- we got two more months till this shit show goes down. So you'll, yeah. get, you'll you'll get my full thoughts then. You're not gonna get them now. Yeah, man. Um, I mean, in terms of my, my full thoughts, I can't give it like like you went and said. It's not that far away. But yeah, I mean, look, I'm excited for the card. I'm I'm happy they got Tommy Furet. Uh, also, what the undercard's going to be, too, right? Like, that's another thing we don't know yet. Like, there's still a lot yeah. to it. And I'm sure they'll bring out guys like Saw Poppy or, um, you know, Temper and uh, Slim. Like, guys who have some... Uh, I mean, they, dude, by the way, they just need to do Wally Shorts, Dean the Great. I mean, these guys have been beefing and their their boxing match is great too so yeah i mean they they deserve to be on the card and they deserve to have their uh second fight and maybe their trilogy one day for sure man for sure i hope it gets put on there um we'll see though i think i don't know i don't know we'll see if they're gonna car plays out before we go ahead and talk too much maybe about it, but yeah, maybe I'm, some deji action i know you know just saying it's as far as the announcement goes yeah deji know. versus jarvis are you down nah, that's actually a good fight that's a good I fight thought, thought about that on the spot um, anyways, man, I think we should probably go ahead and move on because, dude, <laughs> Conor McGregor, <laughs> I mean, he, he pulled it out, man. Um, and by pulled it out, I mean, so it, Rico Atasulo won, knocked out, um, Hunter Azure. And because he, that was the only person from Conor's OG team to win. So then they had to assign some other guys. Austin Hubbard picked up a split decision win. He was one of Conor's guys. And Brad Katona, technically, technically, by the way, we got technically one of his guys. But Brad Katona is actually one of Connor's guys who actually trained with Connor, but somehow got put on Team Chandler. It was a little bit awkward, but he actually switched teams. Um, he gets a, a split decision win over Team More Value Evan, an absolute banger. Angel is Connor Rager about to do the reverse sweep? I am fucking dude. He might. And by the way, dude, we already got a teaser right next week, and Dana said this might be the best fight of the season. And this Dang. last fight was fucking good. Did you watch the? Uh, did, you, did you? I don't know if you got to see the after credits. I did not. But I saw Dana say because it's, I forget who it's Jason Knight, and I can't forget, I can't remember who his opponent is. But it's Jason Knight and his opponent, and all I and all I know is like when they show the credits and it showed Dana at the end after the fight ends, and I heard all I heard Dana say was, 
damn, that was part of the season. I'm like, dude, what the fuck? This last fight was good. I can't, like, how is that going to be better than this? Like, it's not like it was, look, it's not like this was one of the greatest fights of all time, but it was a pretty good fight. I just didn't know how the guys were going to hold up. But look, kind of like what we mentioned in the past, like, dude, I kind of wish they would have, like, mixed the teams up and, like, the whole bets and prospects thing and all that. Look, you kind of seem to shift now of quality of fights with these guys who are the, were of a, a better quality. It's kind of like crazy. Like from the first fight, like from the Roosevelt Roberts uh, and uh, Austin Hub- it was Austin Hubbard, right? Yeah. Right. Like you yeah, you saw the change in quality of fight, like right then and there. It's actually yeah. kind of crazy. It kind of is, but dude, I think it is. Like, look, we talk. I mean, and and I think deservedly so. We gave Connor a lot of shit on this show, and so has everybody. But like. He's, his guys have won three in a row now. I mean, he had the Rico win, and technically, technically, uh, Austin Hubbard was one of his guys, and he won. And then, you know, fucking Brad Katona goes out there and gets a win in an absolute banger. I just think it's funny. I mean, I obviously, I don't – I mean, technically, the, like, two of those guys weren't even his to start with, but it is kind of funny. But, yeah. And look, and Brad Katona already – he booked his ticket to the finale. I mean, he'll be back in the UFC technically in some way, which is pretty cool, so – he potentially has an opportunity of making history and becoming the first two two time tough winner. Yeah, definitely. Which is, which is crazy. I mean, cool. I mean, I don't know if look, I, I don't know how proud of it you can be to an extent, right? Because obviously he was in the UFC, he didn't stick around in the UFC, but he didn't have a lot of fights in the UFC in that first ten years. So you're kind of like, ah, eh, well, it's forgivable. So we'll see how it comes the second time around. And mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, man, we'll see. We'll see. I'm excited to see it. Um, that being said, I think. There are two kind of topics that they're kind of like light. They're, they're lighthearted, but not lighthearted. One of them, but we'll probably make jokes about it. But uh, I think there's only we have to talk about this story because I've been seeing it gain traction in the boxing world. I did not think anybody would actually talk about it, but uh, Clarissa Shields um, called out. Oh Keith my god! Thurman. Yeah, one time Keith Thurman, former champion, one of the baddest men on the planet at at 147. She she said he will. She said she'll fight him at 154. She said, so serious, all the respect in the world to him, too. I think I can just outbox him. Keith Thurman came out this morning. He said, we can let you try to showcase your skills. I'd probably use my jab only. For charity, I'd make that happen. I'd wear bigger gloves and let her wear headgear. I don't really punch a girl in the face. But, Angel, are you down to see Clarissa Shields versus Keith Thurman? You know something? We never got the first intergender champion in the UFC. I know Triple C was going for it. I think we could get it in boxing, the older sport, right? <laughs> yeah, right? I guess it only makes sense. Boxing was here before MMA, so now we have to have an, an intergender fight there. I mean, right? I mean, it's the only way that you could do it. I mean, it's just fucking crazy. That's just, I just, I can't get past it. So I didn't expect any of this. I thought she just could tweet it out, but then I saw more people actually talking about it, and Keith responded. I don't. I don't think anything will happen, but like, I, I mean, in in boxing in twenty twenty three, you can never say never, right? No, you're not wrong about that. Anyways, man, um, that's kind of my. I don't have too many thoughts outside of that. I just thought it was funny. Came up on the feed, but I had to go ahead and mention it. Um, nonetheless, man, I think this is our last piece of the news because I saw, I just saw it yesterday, and I knew I had to, I knew I had to bring it up. You know what happened a year ago yesterday, Angel? What what happened a year ago yesterday? I'm sure I I saw it. James Krause went on uh, the MMA Hour and talked about how he's actually quitting fighting because he's making so much money on gambling on fights. 
Oof. Oof. <laughs> so it just, I saw that pop up on the feed. Like, it was August 1, 2022. It's just like, fuck, man. A year later. By the way, yeah. this, is, this is so random, and it just popped up right now, but it, it just it popped up on my thing. It says, Sean Strickland coach Eric Nissick has said that it's all pointing in a good direction for Sean Strickland to fight Israel out of time, which we kind of already knew this. So Strickland is working on getting his visa sorted out so he can go to Australia, which, fuck, I don't know, I don't know if they can let Sean Strickland legally leave the country, but I, I guess they're doing it. Yeah, um, that's pretty funny, man. Um <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I think that's probably the fight that's going to happen regardless. I think it makes the most sense. Um, but yeah, I saw that James Cross thing, and I was just like, dude, like, we, it's been awesome to talk about that. Uh, there's been no updates in it, so it makes sense, but it's just like, damn, man, like, he really had it all. He really all gambled it away. And the worst part is, it's all self-inflicted. Like, he, he went on, nobody knew any of this was happening until he went on the MMA hour. I mean, I mean, Jesus Christ, dude. I mean, <laughs> a year on, we're still waiting to see if he's going to end up going to fucking I mean, look, prison. it was, it was going to catch up eventually. Right? It was going to catch up eventually, but still, I mean, he's he's he went on the MMA hour in front of a national audience, admitted to like admitted to that. That's just what's what's the line? Uh, uh, rap snitches telling all their business, sitting in court and be their own star witness. I mean, what? <laughs> it's just, Yo, that's crazy. That's essentially yeah. it. I mean, shout out MF Doom, you know. Uh, yeah, just I saw that. I knew I had to bring it up. James the Gambler Krause one year later. Just Jesus, man, crazy. Um, any closing thoughts on anything, man? It's been a it's been a been a long show. Been a long fight week. What do you what do you think, man? Wow, man. I mean, it, it, I told you, man. It was a little overwhelming this week. There was just so much going on, and obviously, still a lot of big fights coming up. Obviously, we got Belter two ninety eight coming up. Um, and we got uh, Dillian White. Uh, Anthony Joshua's second fight happening for some fucking reason. No hate. And uh I mean we're getting near to the end of the, we're getting to the end of the summer. I mean it's just uh it's just wild, man. We got two ninety two coming up this month. O'Malley Sterling, we got Zombie and Holloway going down in Singapore, not Korea, sadly. But fuck dude, it's just uh there's just still so much left in the year, so much going on, and then obviously you got it. Francis and Tyson Fury. I mean, dude, there's just a lot. It's been a crazy year of combat. Probably one of the crazy, I think the craziest year while we've been doing is the fucking, I mean, it's probably this in 2020, right? Like just because of how wild 2020 was. But this is right up there. And then 2021, which was also up there. I think 2022, looking back in hindsight, dude, like it was a good year. There was a lot of wild moments. There was a lot of uh, changes in belts, but like, as far as like fights and fights being made and, and quality of fights, like this year has been, it's fucking up there, man. I'm proud. Proud to be here. Same, man. And I hope you guys have, been, have enjoyed the content, man. We're going to keep on bringing it to you. Um, obviously, we have our main channel, which is 1,100 subscribers, which we appreciate so much, man. Like the, the love and support that we've gotten over the last six months. It's really been the last six months that, that shit's been going right, man. Um, so we, we appreciate all of you guys. We keep on making clips and. Yeah, I hope you guys stick around, man, because we're going to go ahead and stick around to cover this incredible year of combat. And, uh, hope you guys enjoy the fights. I'm at Joshua on Twitter. He's at Angel Ortega underscore 01. I quote text sound for all things related to the show. Peace and butt grease. Mouse click.